Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Deal. I'm Danny Brown. Today's sponsor is The Optimist. The Optimist men's store is at the platform in Culver City. Tell them I sent you for 20% off some of the best styles in fashion, clothes, accessories, etc. Handpicked from around the world. Go there, OptimistLA.com or The Optimist uh, at the platform in Culver City. Get your 20% off. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we got two of the biggest badass agents in the world. Uh, Efron Smith and David Berg, friends of mine at Compass, they are doing over $500 million with their team in sales volume this year. But we're going to get into some of their challenges of building a team, how they organically uh, came together and partnered up about 10 years ago, uh, what their business is looking like today, and some good old fun tacos and tequila. So you can find Smith and Berg uh, at smithandberg.com or at smithandberg on uh, Instagram, guys are a lot of fun, really sharp, sharp guys. School is in session. Guys, welcome to The Deal. Good to see you, David Berg and Ron Smith, on a Friday morning. You guys uh, doing a little tequila tasting this morning yet, or are we too early for that? It's a little too early, Danny. It's good to see you too, man. Top of the morning, Danny. We've got about 35 minutes to go. 35 minutes, now 34. Yeah, so 35. Welcome to the deal. For those of you that uh, are in the LA area, you know these two gentlemen, two of the top brokers in the world. For those that may not know you, that are from out of area, I'm just gonna quickly say, and we'll do the intro you know, when you're not here, but these guys are off the charts at the highest level in the business. And you guys are doing like retarded numbers, like Sega, Sega video game numbers. Are you guys like doing 500 million in production? Did I see that recently right now? Something yep. in, something insane. But bottom line is these guys are at the top of the game. The good guys, personal friends of mine. So I'm thrilled to have you on here. And we're going to jump right in. And you know now you guys have, have had this partnership together, but you both have had careers prior. But why don't we just start with you, Ron, where you grew up, uh, you know, where you grew up, where you went to school, and how you got into real estate and when you got into real estate. And then, David, you could jump in with and answer your version of that same question. Danny, good to be here. I uh, grew up in El Paso, Texas. Uh, went to University of Texas at El Paso. Did a short stint at Texas Tech, which was uh, uh, pretty Red Raider awesome. Uh, and then uh, uh, moved out here um, what seems like a lifetime ago. I got into real estate about 30, uh, 32 years ago. 32 years ago, you got into real yes. estate. My and Lord. Still tell me, uh, what did your family do in Texas? What did your parents uh, do? My uh, my mom was a my mom was a teacher uh, and then became a uh, an administrator at a hospital uh, and my father was retired military uh, okay. and worked at Sears uh, designing and selling kitchens. Okay, and just before we spin off to Dave, how did you get to L.A. from Texas? What was the impetus behind that? Uh, that's a fabulous story, Danny. Uh, I drove out here in a Pinto. Uh, that would be a burnt orange Pinto. Uh, I, I didn't read the fine print that it was. Uh, uh, that the, the tail end would blow up if it was you. It was a flammable vehicle. Yeah, flammable vehicle. You know what? But that's how I roll in life. Uh, you know, and so I uh, came out here, uh, met my beautiful wife. Actually, today's our 33rd anniversary. Oh, nice. Congrats, uh, I met Tracy. Uh, thank you. Thank you. She's still putting up with me. Um, I met her at William Morris. We, uh, we, uh, I went through the uh, training program ah. uh, and she went straight to a desk. We, uh, both became agents in the commercial department. Uh, and there was a point in my life where um, it just, it, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't what I wanted to do. Uh, so uh, I took a, I took a right turn instead of a left. 
uh, and uh, got into real estate and never looked back. Got it. All right. I never knew that story. That's cool. I, I actually started in the mailroom too years ago at an entertainment company. All right, Berg, I know you a lot uh, more of your background. You're a Canadian Canuck uh, hockey player, complete putts. So tell, tell me where you grew up and a little bit about how you got into real estate. I know you had a, a different path. You started when you got into real estate, you were more of an investment broker. When I first met you, you were investment selling selling uh, buildings, investors, and then yeah, I know you partnered up with Ron and got in the high end. But start with start with your childhood growing up in, was it Toronto? No, man, I'm from LA. I oh, just, that's right. I, I, have a, I have a Canadian mother and I have a Canadian wife, but so I guess that, that makes you're me- Canadian. You're Canadian, you're not from LA. Canadian. I'm, a, I'm a big ice hockey fan, but uh, no, I grew up in LA. I grew up in the Valley. Um, and uh, I, went to, uh, I went to University of San Francisco. Um, uh, I did a short stint at a place called Menlo College prior to USF. Uh, loved my time at University of San Francisco, and uh, and uh, I've been doing real estate now for uh, close to eighteen years. Uh, started off, uh, real estate was kind of a I, I I had never planned to become a real estate broker. Um, I had planned to go to law school and. Uh, took my LSATs, got into law school, working for a, uh, a real estate broker as an assistant uh, the summer before I was supposed to start school and thought, you know what, this might be a great fit for me. And uh, it, was the, uh, it was the start of something great. Got it. So that was amazing. So, all right. So let's fast forward to jump into where we are now. You guys have now partnered up the Berg, Smith & Berg team. Um, I mean, Ron Smith, not to, not to brush over, you had a, a, long, a long successful career on your own. You started Partners Trust that got acquired by, well, now Compass. But uh, when did you guys decide to partner up? And I'll ask you, Ron, because you obviously had already a massive career going. You were someone that uh, David and I always, and guys that are, looked up to as someone that was killing the business. So what, what was the impetus of the partnership? How did that come together? And what does that look like today? Obviously, the production's off the charts. It's been uh, Dave and I first met when we were in uh, when we were working at Partners Trust in Beverly Hills. And Danny, I've always believed in 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 uh, uh, in, in team uh, teamwork. And it uh, Dave can tell the story. He's walking down the hall one day. He had uh, uh, he gotten he gotten a call from somebody in Brentwood. Uh, we ended up doing the transaction, and that was uh, that was. Uh, you know, step one. The thing that's really great about partnerships is it, it provides it provides a balance and it provides uh, you know a synergy in being able to you know volley uh, volley information back and forth. We've got a great office here. It's set up as a uh, we've got a we've got a living room design setup out there. That's Dave, myself. Uh, we've got a we've got a staff of five, and then we've got nine partners that work with us. Uh, and it's, uh, Dave and I've got the office in here. We're about, uh, eight feet apart. Uh, the thing that makes it nice is the ability to be able to have a sense of what's going on with all the transactions with all the clients. Um, but I enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. And you guys partnered, what has it been five years, 10 years? About, well, we, we did our first, it trans- feels like 50. Yeah. <laughs> we did our first transaction about, uh, I want to say 10, 11 years ago. And, uh, you know, prior to prior to selling homes, uh, I was an apartment broker, right? And uh, I I I done very well for myself. And during the recession, 
uh, was given some opportunities to, and started to dabble in residential real estate, but I didn't really know it. So, um, like, I, the prudent thing for me to do at the time was, was to link up with somebody who knew how to do it better than I could. One, uh, higher level of, of, of uh, higher, higher likelihood of succeeding, and, um, and you'll learn along the way. So uh, Ron and I, uh, I, I, we had been friends, but I never actually thought I came by my office one day, and I, I, and I said, come in here. You know, I got, had this guy on the phone, and, you know, we ended up, uh, it was a different time. It was a short sale. Uh, yeah, it was a market. <laughs> Uh, for as a reference point for the locals, it was a 6,500 square foot house that sold for about two million dollars. So it's a long time ago, uh, yeah. you know, from the number standpoint. But you know, we ended up uh, that was the beginning of our uh, of really of uh, establishing uh, more of a friendship. Did a number of deals over the years. Really uh, felt that our styles were complementary of one another, um, and uh, and then things just kind of took off from there. It's yeah. kind of interesting, Danny. It's, you know, it's evaluating whether you want to have, you know, do you want to have a business or do you want to wait for the phone to ring? Uh, and, and part of, as with you, part of setting up a team, part of having a part of having a really solid infrastructure is the ability to be able to anticipate future business, the ability to be able to take care of clients' needs uh, and, you know, and to establish, uh, to establish a brand for yourself. Yeah. So it's really interesting how you guys organically started working together one deal at a time and then got to know each other and realized, wow, one plus one here might equal three, four, five, or six, or maybe in this case, 10x the business. But uh, it's an interesting lesson, especially for agents that are afraid to share or collaborate because they feel they want to hold on to that commission. And you're a perfect example of, hey, look, uh, well, neither of you needed partners. You were both, uh, Ron had been top agent for decades. David's on his way, was clearly going to be a top guy. And you guys saw that you can add value and that combining the synergies, it was going to 5X, 10X. And now you're doing hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars of business. I also think, I imagine part of this is lifestyle. When you have someone to lean on, uh, at a high level, you're able to actually have some more of a lifestyle to live and be with your family and, and we breathe talking, a little bit. We were just talking about that the other day, Danny, that, you know, I think one of the most, uh, uh, one of the top three things about, you know, about partnering is balance, you know, life balance. Uh, yeah. you mentioned, you mentioned earlier, uh, you know, a lot of people come from scarcity and a lot of people think, you know, that they'd rather, uh, they'd rather have a hundred percent of nothing than half. Correct. And, and so, uh, you know, for those of you all that are listening in, when, when you, when you have an opportunity, you want to evaluate, you know, what's the likelihood, what's the likelihood of you getting that transaction on your own uh, versus going in with, uh, with, which was going in with a partner. Uh, and, you know, we, we can talk about a number of people, myself included, you included, uh, as with David, that by collaboration, your business is going to grow. Uh, Absolutely. 100%. You, 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 you gotta be willing to, uh, you got to be willing to close deals, and a piece of a deal is, is a great start. It, it definitely is. So let's talk a little bit about, you just mentioned you have, uh, it's you two, and then you have uh, nine partners, and then you have a staff. So it sounds like it's about 15 people, 16 people or so. What what does the business look like uh, now? How, so people get a sense. 
How many transactions are you guys handling? Uh, I know we touched on the volume, which is 500 million plus, but you know, what, what kind of, how many transactions and how does it work? Are you guys involved on every deal or do your partners sometimes do deals on their own without you? How, how does your structures work? So it's a, we don't have enough time to go through every detail of it, but I'll of give course. you the very, Just the very high broad. level. Yeah. Every transaction. So yeah. Yeah. Happy to do it. Uh, every transaction, uh, whether it's myself, Ron, or one of our associates, it's, it's all done the same way. It all goes through the same process. So if one of our associate partners uh, does a deal, the deal is done with Ron and I, it runs through our director of operations, our transaction coordination, our listing manager. It's all, it's all done and treated the same because the philosophy that we have is, is that whether it's a, whether it's an associate partner, whether it's a million dollar deal, a $20 million deal, um, the customer's important and they need and they, they need and deserve to get the best service that they possibly can. And so the systems that we've developed are, uh, you know, through both of our businesses and the input of our amazing staff, you know, they're, they're great systems that if followed, uh, you know, lend themselves to great results. You know, it's all it's all about scalability, uh, Danny. And, and you know, you asked. I think we're going to do what 145, 150, probably 100. I'm, by the end of the year, we'll probably be at about 160 sale transactions. Wow. Uh, we've had an incredible referral business this year. We have probably in the incoming referrals north of 40 incoming referral uh, transactions this year, and uh, probably. Uh, north of 25 or 30 uh, lease transactions. Uh, you know, when you so say referral, wh what do you mean by that? Drill down on just that. We've, we've made it, Danny, we've made it a point. We've made it a point to keep in, uh, to keep in touch uh, with, you know, look, you, we, we've got, we've got agents that we know that come and go that have been, that have, uh, that have left LA to go, go to other markets. Yeah. You travel, we travel. Um, and, and so we've made connections. Uh, we've done uh, quite a few. We've got done quite a few transactions uh, out of uh, out of San Francisco. We've done uh, transactions in New York. Uh, we did two in Dallas this year to establish a, uh, a board of directors. You know, a group of people that you want to keep in touch with. Yeah. And those are uh, those are agents that are in other markets uh, that you can that you can uh, share information with. Uh, and when there's a comfort level and they know your credibility. They're comfortable in referring business, you know. So it's and a broker network that you guys have curated that, over your over the years. And that, because of because of COVID and certain clients, you know, people moving, uh, you know, in different all over the country. country. You know, it's it, uh, it you know it's generated, uh, and this is in addition to the you know to the sales numbers. This is it's generated an additional you know hundred and fifteen plus million dollars in business wow. for brokers. So it's it's real it's real business. And it's just about it's about being a resource. So for us, you know, if somebody if somebody's leaving LA or, you know, you learn about people who are uh, moving all over the country these days, you know, a lot of people have gone to Florida, Texas, uh, yep. up north. So, you know, it's just about it's it's about having really strong brokers in those markets that we can um, that we can Connect with yeah, another yeah. another great testament to building relationships and collaborating, and you know, keeping your eyes open and being a resource rather than just scarcity or just deal, make a deal and move on. I mean, it's 
it really is the long game. Uh, it seems to be what what pays off in the long run, not the short game. Yeah. So tell me, guys. You know, obviously now you're at sort of the top of the game. The market's been great. That. What would you say, even in today's world, today's market? What are the biggest challenges that you and your team's facing right now uh, over the last six months? Let's say, obviously, we're coming at the sort of COVID towards the tail end of COVID. But what what is your biggest challenges now? And then I'd like eat both of you to try to think back to throughout your 10, 20 year careers here, like what were some of the toughest times in your careers and what you you know what you did to get out of those times. I think that would be really good educational uh, pieces of information for agents that are out there. So so we got we just got uh, we just got three questions. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to unpack that. Yeah, yeah. What are your issues today? What are the biggest I, 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 issues you've dealt with? Any, any starts with a dessert and any works back to the appetizers. Yeah. So I think what we're talking about here, uh, it's 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 time allotment, and and it's it's uh, it's realizing that you've got you got eight hours in a day. Uh, nobody wants to work ten or twelve, so you got eight hours in a day. How can you be most efficient? Uh, and so, you know, one of the things that we've really worked on uh, is our, uh, well, back from, uh, back from the entertainment days, uh, you know, uh, rolling the calls. You want to talk about what's been, what the most challenging period of time over the last 30 years for me has been the last 18 months. Interesting. It, it, it has been, it has probably been the most emotionally volatile period of time I've ever seen in my life. I mean, you know, there, there's, uh, Danny, there's been uh, tremendous uncertainty. You know, we have, uh, uh, we've got a unique setup here where it's just Dave and I and the team. Uh, this is the, uh, the office space that we've got here it used to be the marketing center uh, for Partners Trust when we owned Partners Trust. Right. So we took the space over, uh, had an interior designer come in and dial it in. And so we posted up here for a better part of, uh, for a better part of COVID uh, and, and really, really worked on systems. Uh, and I, I guess we, we had one of two choices. We could have gone fetal uh, and broken out the bong, or we could have said, you know what, let's let's evaluate what's gonna you know what's gonna roll out over the next year or two. And so we took the time to kind of work on the systems. We took the time to to reach out to uh, to reach out to Danny, not just clients, but we wanted to see how how our contemporaries were doing in other markets. And think about that. We started that two years ago. Yeah. And by making those periodic calls and really, you know, strengthening those relationships and being support mechanisms for our contemporaries in other markets, the phone started ringing because, you know, there was, you know, there was a thought it, uh, oftentimes, oftentimes the, the best deal is the deal that comes after you tell your client not to buy the house. <laughs> That's great. I love that. Yeah, I think, I, you know, I think, uh, can you, can you tell me the first question again? Cause I'm, you, I'm, you could really take it anywhere you want. It's okay. what are the challenges I, I you're the most, having today and what are the challenges you've had in the past? Yeah. I, I wish I had notes. Um, so I think the, uh, I, I think, uh, I think the most challenging part of, of, of my career, that was, uh, that was the question. Go with that. The question. Go with okay. that. So, um, uh, you know, the, mo the most challenging, I I'd have to agree. I mean, certainly there were things along the way that I, that, that, that I learned personally that I feel helped strengthen the approach during the COVID, you know, the early COVID days. 
you know, as Ron mentioned, I mean, uh, like you, Danny, I have, uh, I have three, three young kids, uh, you know, homeschooling, all these things being pulled in different directions, uh, you know, where primary chaos, what's, ca- yeah, chaos, what's, chaos I guess. Yeah. So, so, you know, controlling the chaos and then also trying to establish the new norm and what that work life looks like when everything's going great, the mistakes get glossed over. Right. You don't, you, you don't pick up on the mistakes because you're just on to the next great thing. But when you really have time to step back and focus and learn about, you know, well, how can we do this better when we're in this situation? How can we perfect it so that the outcome is going to be more favorable for everybody involved? Those are things that we really focused on. And most importantly, you know, for those of those of you who um, may be involved in team building, you know, it's an, it, the most important thing that came out of uh, COVID for Ron and I was the allocation of time and how we spent our time on ourselves and our own ver- business versus the business of the agents. Uh, we call them associate partners on our team. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, you can't, you can't be a leader of a team if you're not willing to help other people, but sometimes you have to be able to help yourself before you can help somebody else. And so the coming out of all of that, the silver lining is, is that if Ron and I have allocated our time to generate more business, there ends up being in turn more business for the associate partners on our team because we have the ability to generate quite a bit and there's more for everybody to work on. Whereas the approach pre-COVID was a little bit more, you know, let's get in the huddle together but people need to learn how to go out and fish on their own, right? And it's you, you have to if you coddle people too much, they never have that opportunity. So what you're saying is, uh, we're in the plane, the plane's taking a nosedive, the oxygen masks drop. Put it on you first, Danny, then help the others yeah. out because that way you've got clarity. Great analogy. Yeah. So, uh, and and I'm going on a plane next week, so I really appreciate that. That's going to stick in my head now. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I mean, Dave, Dave and I talk about that. You know, talk about that a lot. Seriously, you asked earlier about you know what is our involvement with uh, you know with with the team members. Uh, it's critical. We're absolutely there at the beginning, middle, and end. And and the reason it's so important is because as you know, Danny, there each deal is different. There's there are different nuances, and it's really everybody wants to wants to say that. Well, look. Uh, you you got to handle real estate, residential real estate, 100% like a business. We do. The reality of it is there's an emotional element to it, and there's a certain rhythm with every client. You've got to be able to read the table, and you've got to be able to allow your client to voice what they want to do, and that way you got a sense of, of what the moves are. Yeah, and I, I think that's well well said and articulated. That the way I sum that up is there is so many nuances to every client, every agent, every deal that no matter how much experience you have, it, it, it's something new. It's a, and you can't just learn it quickly. And yes, there there's just so much to it. As much as you want to make it a process or a system, and it is that too. There's just curveballs coming at you in every situation. You know, a lot of times we like to say, um, you know, with certain people that we deal with, you know, no thought is left unspoken. Okay. It's okay. You know, let silence be your friend. You know, ask the question, allow the person to answer it. 
don't be thinking about what you're going to say next because you may actually get information that's going to help everybody out in the room. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So many lessons. You guys are just dropping knowledge. I love it. Any fun or crazy stories that you guys can share? I mean, real estate stories. I, I know there's plenty of crazy stories, but I mean, real estate stuff that you can share that comes to mind that stands out, whether it was a hard deal, a funny situation, anything in between. Oh, well, before, before we talk about that, I think, I think, you know, one of our mantras is, is that, uh, we like to, you know, we love what we do, but we like to have fun doing it. And so the premise of our, you know, going back to, uh, going back to, um, you know, our partnership and early questions like Ron and I actually enjoy spending time with each other. Um, you know, it's a, it, it's, it's a beautiful thing to work with people that you like yeah. and it's paramount. And so what I would tell you is, is like every deal every day, uh, has fun in it. I can't think of too many days where I would go home and say that wasn't a great day. And it might've not, not everything may have not worked out the way I wanted it to, but at least the people I was around are strong, supportive. And, you know, we have a very nurturing familial environment here. So it's a, it's, it's a situation where the, I mean, that's the premise of our business is having fun. Um, hey Danny, you know, one of the questions you asked earlier, as far as, uh, uh, you know, as far as, you know, how, how partnerships should evolve, you know, and, and, you know, the concept of scarcity, one of the things that we, we, we've talked about, you know, in the past is, is uh, you know, a lot of a lot of what real realtors do is, you know, when you talk about these partnerships, it's marriage without courtship. Uh, so what I mean by that is if you think you may want to partner with somebody, do two or three deals or 10 or 10 or 10. Yeah. Let, let it evolve. See what happens. Ten, you ten. can't wake up one morning and say, you know, you, you, no matter how powerful you are, uh, speaking of which, you know, we're doing the, the think and grow rich series, uh, right now, you know, with, with our team members, you've got to let the relationship evolve organically and make sure that both, that both parties or the group is, you know, is, is contributing evenly and that the energy, you know, that the energy works too. Yeah. And I think to just a, a piece of that too, is that you have to maintain the same vision. You know, having a having a partner exactly. is you know you you could people might want to partner up or build a team for many reasons, but uh, you have to. And, and that, by the way, you don't just have to maintain the same vision with your partner, but with the people that you work with. You know, even if they're if they're buyers agents, listing agents, whatever you know, however the structure of your team is, everybody has to 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 buy into what the vision is. Otherwise, it will not work. You gotta have the same. You gotta. Danny, it's the same energy. It's, you know, it's, uh, um, are, you know, when you look to the right and left, are these people that I would want to hang with on a weekend? Yeah. Are these people that I would want to, uh, you know, do uh, taco and tequila tasting with? Yeah. <laughs> so, fun, so fun story. So uh, uh, a fun story, you know, I don't, I don't think that would be appropriate to share here because it's, it's, it, might be, it might be too outlandish. Probably is. Does it have to do with two ta uh, tacos and tequila? No, well, usually does, I, it, it? Listen, uh, pre -COVID, that usually leads to it. <laughs> pre-COVID, pre uh, you know, 
Uh, our signature is uh, on Tuesday. We like to, free, uh, you know, feed the brokerage community. I appreciate. Uh, it. I think I lost weight because I stopped going to the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, you're, you're looking. You're, you're looking good these days. Yeah, I mean, listen. I appreciate. You know, it. Uh, I think uh, I can't think of any one thing that stands out as being uh, uh, fun. I certainly have a lot of war stories, but we, you know, we really try to avoid that uh, these days. I mean, also, you know, how do we? How do you avoid it? you got to work with people who you like, you know? And, and so fortunately no war story really comes to mind. Well, you know what? I also think uh, you, you got to manage expectations. And, and so, you know, one of the things we try to do when we're talking to clients is just, you know, lay out, lay out the game rules and, you know, and, and even right. E- even down huge. to, look, huge. we're going to, we're going to do a group thread. Uh, you know, it's going to be Dave, me, Courtney, you know, Krista and, and you as our client, Danny, uh, but here's the request, you know, since we're all on the thread, please don't text, you know, after eight in the evening. Okay. But if you want to talk to me at five in the morning, I'm happy to, I'm, I'm happy to, you know, to rock a conversation with you. That usually sets somebody back on their heels. Yeah. Because it's, you know, we, we have a tendency to allow, to allow the client, you know, to run the deal. To dictate. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but yeah, they want Bingo. Yeah. They've hired us as consultants. To set set the table, set the boundaries, quarterback the process. Otherwise, people that don't do the process day to day, year after year, are running wild and it, it's not as efficient and you're not gonna have as good of the client's not gonna have as good of a result. And that's ultimately what, uh, what uh, they want and what we want for them. So I, I think that is just such a concise uh, piece of advice. So I, I love that. Uh, a couple things we can wrap up soon here. Is there been a book or a seminar or a person that has influenced you in your career in a positive way that stands out? And again, I love asking you guys four questions at once, but really it's any any of those things. Is there is there one book? You're always testing us, Danny. I like that. You, know, you guys, you know, I got to make sure you keep you sharp. I got to keep you on your toes. Dave's got total recall, so it's absolutely fine. The, uh, um, it could be a book. It could be a uh, person. You know, could be- a cu- couple of books that come to mind that are great. I'm starting to reread. Uh, uh, Gary Keller uh, of Keller, Keller Williams, Williams yeah. uh, wrote a book called The One Thing. The One Thing. Yeah. Not a real estate book. It's a great book. Uh, also, Malcolm Gladwell, uh, Outliers. Outliers. Uh, great book. And, uh, you know, one. thousand uh, hours. Yeah, one for the uh, one for the mental fitness is uh, that we're reading it now as a group in the office and working the workbook is uh, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. You know, really just kind of helps align uh, your goals and put you in the right mindset to go out there and get it. Um, those are those are three books. Um, a, uh, you know, I, I'd say an influential person in my life. Uh, you know, uh, Ron. Ron is somebody who. Uh, who I look up to and admire, uh, you know, he, uh, he provides me, uh, advice, uh, outside of the real estate field, you know, uh, dad advice. He's got, he's got a few years on me in the, in the dad department, um, and, and life advice, man. He's a, he's a good, uh, he's a good sensei at times. I'm also, I'm he's always, also a good drinking I'm, partner. I'm always working on the grill. So, you know, just, just keeping everything in, 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 uh, in, in, uh, in, in, in space. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. It's Dan scratching his head. You know, what does that mean? I, we're we're going to get back to it. I would say uh, Ted Lasso. 
Uh, watching Ted Lasso has been an inspiration. Okay, <laughs> for sure. Let's let's go there. How about Narcos? Has that been a- <laughs> uh, uh, Narcos for sure. I mean, you know, Thanos arcs. I mean, those are all inspirations in their own ways. But uh, probably some of, probably some of our best negotiating skills of the last three years uh, were in season one and season two of Ozark. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. What's, what, is, what has been your uh, your favorite new tech app over the last 20 years or 15 years? Is it DocuSign? Is it the iPhone? Is it something else? What is really like you said, this the one thing has changed. This has made my life so much better. Well, I, I think uh, that's a, that is a tough question. Uh, there's so many, but certainly I think text and iMessaging, you know, uh, is probably uh, – it, it, it's it's so it, it makes everything so efficient. I mean, if we think about how much we rely on our phones and you know, be able to like just yeah. just ping you, hey Danny, you're 15 minutes late to the podcast. Can you get on? You know, yeah. instead of me picking up the phone, dialing you, hoping you pick up. You know, it's just it's that moment to just to just hit somebody. I, I like that. And by the way, you weren't 15 minutes late. It was uh, for those who 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 were you, you were 15 minutes early and on time. If you're not, not early, baby, you're late. Yeah. That but, is very true. So, how about you, Ron? I'm going to go. I'm going to go backwards on that because of, because of DocuSign. We were talking about it the other day. I got to tell you something. If you can carve out, if you can carve out an hour to go through a contract in person or on Zoom with somebody, the the human touch that that's been lost, Danny. Uh, you know, it's so. Here's the reality. Do you want to do one deal or do you want to do multiple deals, you know, with somebody? You've got to establish, you've got to establish that relationship and got to establish that human touch. We are moving so fast that if we can just put a pause button on it and, and you know, and make that connection with the clients. Uh, what do you say, Dave? You don't want the branch? You want the... No, I, <laughs> uh, you don't just want the whole branch. You want the tree. You know, you want... you. I mean, that's the mic. That is just, yeah, that's you, good stuff you, right there. Uh, you... You know, the thing, what Ron's saying is so true. I mean, you know, for efficiencies, like the phone is everything. I mean, Ron's still using a Palm Trio and sometimes yeah. he's bringing his Blackberry. But, you know, facts, the, you know he, he keeps yeah. it old school. He likes that human touch. But, 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 and I'm running our numbers on the abacus. <laughs> <laughs> but, but all jokes aside, no, the, uh, uh, the human touch and being able to connect with people in that way. And I think, by the way, I mean, the, the fact that we're talking right now over Zoom. And, and I feel comfortable being in a room with you because I know that we're all, you know, we could all get tested or we're vaccinated, whatever it is, you know, having the ability to see each other and be with each other. I think it's, it, it, it's, it, it really is a, a wonderful thing. The human touch. You're right. All this yeah. technology has gotten us farther and farther away from who's out there. <laughs> Guys. I thank you. I love you guys. Good to see you. Have a good weekend. Thanks for joining us. Any parting words you could drop or uh, you want the whole tree and not the branch is a pretty good way to go out. First, uh, Danny Brown's a great and wonderful guy. And uh, we love you, man. You're a good thank guy. Thank you, guys. Hey, let's Later. have a drink. Tequila. in Face-to-face, human touch. Indeed. Adios. All right. Thanks, guys. It was awesome. Right. Thank see you. See you soon. Bye-bye.